Our reading is from Romans 1. I'll be reading verses 28 through 32 of Romans 1. And even they did not, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do the things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whispers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who, knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. Please be seated. This passage speaks about people who are in rebellion against God. They know that God exists, and they know that his righteous judgment is against their sin, but they continue in their rebellion because God has given them over to a debased mind, we're told. And as such, they do things that are not fitting for people to do. This passage lists 23 types of sins that are not fitting. 23 types of sin that characterize these rebellious people. And we could spend a lot of time dissecting this list. We can go through each of the 23 types of sin and expound upon what those sins look like. We, what does it mean to be proud? What does it mean to boast? What does it mean to be undiscerning? What does it mean to be untrustworthy? What does it mean to be disobedient to parents? But it's, that's not what I'm going to focus on this morning. Uh, the thing, um, I think most of us are already pretty, already have a pretty good idea of, of what this list of sins looks like. I think we can spot them pretty easily. We may not be able to spot them in ourselves as easily as we can spot them in other people, but I think we recognize these sins when we see them. And this brings us to the point which is made in, in verse 32. Verse 32 says that God's righteous judgment is on those who practice such things. It says that they are deserving of death. Now, that's not a big surprise. The Bible is clear from start to finish that the wages of sin is death. And so, to read here in Romans 1 that those who practice these things are deserving of death is not a surprise. But what might surprise you is what it says after that. Verse 32 goes on to say that the judgment of God is not only upon those who practice these things, but also upon the approval of those who practice these things, those who give their approval to those who practice these things. In other words, giving your approval of people's rebellion against God is a sin worthy of death. Giving your approval of people's rebellion against God is a sin worthy of death. I don't know if you've noticed, they say that tongue in cheek, but the unbelieving world is demanding that we Christians approve of their rebellion against God because they know that his righteous judgment is upon them and they 
know that he is there, he is watching, they, they know his power, they know his invisible attributes because of the creation declares this to them. They are without excuse because they know these things, they cannot and do not have peace in their souls. Yet they want peace. So they think that if they can just convince themselves that what they're doing is right, then they can have peace. And when that doesn't work, they think that if they could just get other people to say that what they are doing is right is going to bring peace into their lives. But that hasn't worked either. A few decades ago, these rebels thought that they'd be content by gaining our implicit approval. All they wanted was our approval that two consenting adults can do whatever they wanted in the privacy of their own bedroom. And many Christians gave that approval. They said, it's not what I would do. It's not like I'm, I'm that way, but who am I to say what two consenting adults can do behind closed doors? Brothers and sisters, that is approving of those who practice rebellion against God. That is giving approval to those who practice rebellion against God. That is a sin worthy of death. It doesn't matter whether the Christian says he wouldn't commit the same sins that the rebels are committing. The fact that he said the rebels can do whatever they want to do behind closed doors is an implicit approval of their rebellion against God. But this did not satisfy the rebels whom God had given over to a debased mind. Even though they had gained many Christians' implicit approval, this did not bring the peace to their souls that they thought it would bring. So they began demanding our explicit approval. Under the pretense of equality, they lobbied for legislation that gives approval to their sins, and any Christian who voted for those laws is guilty of giving approval to their rebellion. But this didn't bring the peace that the rebels' souls desired, and so they demanded more. They said, if you don't give your explicit approval to our rebellion, then we're going to call you haters and bigots. We're going to shame you into giving your approval to us. And many professing Christians gave into that pressure. Entire denominations gave into that pressure. But that didn't bring the peace to the rebel souls. And so they lobbied for hate crimes. Hate crimes which bring the coercion of the civil magistrate's sword upon people who openly declare the sinfulness of rebelling against God. But none of this has been able to bring peace to the rebels' souls. So now, in their vain desperation to experience that peace in the midst of their rebellion against God, they think that if they can just get approval from all those Christians who have been holding back from giving their approval, which is to say the real Christians, the people who hold real and true convictions, biblical convictions, if they can just get approval from the people of real integrity, then they'll have peace. So they demanded a most absurd approval from us. They demand that we address them with pronouns that do not match their biology. Brothers and sisters, don't give in to these wicked tactics. 
recognize it for what it is. The unbelieving world wants you to call evil good and good evil. Don't do it. The unbelieving world wants you to call him her and her him. Don't do it. The unbelieving world wants you to deny one of the most basic elements of God's creation, that he created us male and female. Don't do it. To do any of these things is to give approval to those who practice rebellion against God. And that, according to Romans 1.32, is sin worthy of death. Don't do it. If the Holy Spirit has convicted you in your heart that you have committed sin worthy of death, then remember that God pardons and forgives all who truly come to him while trusting in the atoning work of Jesus Christ. Because repentance includes confession, we confess our sins to the Lord. And so let's confess, brothers and sisters, the sins worthy of death that we have committed, whether it's giving approval to those in rebellion, rebellion against God or it's any other form of sin that is contrary to God's law. 